Caleb. News. Emergency broadcast, motherfucker. Holy crap. You know, I was just pulling up to work this morning, getting ready for my day, getting situated, turning on the computer, getting the desk set up how I want, and F1 Twitter explodes. Actually, it wasn't, I, I was there right before the explosion. It was still just rumors when I got on Twitter this morning. But then very shortly after that, that turned into confirmations and news articles and videos and every meme getting turned out at a rapid pace. It was insane. Kind of the first time in a long time we've had something like that. Nick DeVries' contract with AlphaTauri has been terminated with immediate effect today, Tuesday, July 11. He was 20th place. Sounds like you're reading a eulogy. It, it, I know. <laughs> he was 20 years old. He is survived by his mother and father, his three siblings, his dog, Falco. No, he, he was 20th place and only 10 races into his F1 career. His best result being 12th place finish in Monaco and I guess that Helmut Marco saw him finish behind Logan Sargent and Silverstone and said fuck this so it's you know been almost a decade since this team has pulled this kind of plug on a driver mid-season Caleb what were your immediate thoughts on this before we get into talking about his replacement what are your thoughts on Nick DeVries and his future well, yeah I mean old man Marco was kind of stirring the pot it seemed like he was being too witty about all the comments like, oh, we'll see at the tire test. You know, I don't know. Da, 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 da. I think, at least to me, I really felt like it was going to happen. And I think I sent you a few articles yesterday and you're like, ah, it's not confirmed yet. And I'm like, ah, it's going to happen. I was pretty confident yesterday. But then when I saw the news, I was still a little shocked because I didn't see Daniel going to Alpha Tauri. I saw them replacing Nick with maybe a junior member. I thought Daniel at Red Bull made sense as that third driver to do promotional stuff, and I thought he was doing a really good job at it, but I guess, I don't know, I guess they saw something at this practice, and they just need some veteran material over at Alpha Tauri because that team just sucks right now. I really don't believe that the practice had all that much to do with it. I think they've seen what he's been doing in the simulator and they made up their mind a while back, but they needed some kind of public show to justify the move. I'm like, oh, it's you see how great this tire test was? Because, I mean, it looked fine, I'm sure. I think it was like, if, he, if that had been a qualifying lap at Silverstone, I think he would have lined up P8 or 7th or something. Again, we don't know how the car was loaded and we don't know much about the tire compounds and stuff like that, but still, it wasn't earth-shattering like some people were hypothesizing it might be. He would have qualified better than Perez. <laughs> Just saying. Well, I think DeVries is qualifying <laughs> better than Perez sometimes. Yeah. No, I, I know what you're saying, though, but I think they've seen what he's been doing in the simulator and like, oh, crap, this guy still knows how to drive our cars. I think there's been some purchase regret with DeVries. The, the kid came with so much pedigree, Formula E world champion formula two world champion has been doing this for a long time he's older than max verstappen he's the first dutch driver to win a formula world championship so he came with a lot of hype he did not deliver it it is disappointing i do feel a little sad for him like he got his dream finally and now he's walking away from it kind of the butt of all these jokes and just pretty acrimoniously tossed aside like even some of the official accounts from formula one and red bull very little mention of like we wish him well in his future None of that kind of stuff. Just here's Danny Rick. Say goodbye to that other kid. Did you think it was a little cold hearted? I don't really think he deserved to lose the job this soon. I mean, let the dude just go through the whole season. But at the same time, I think they wanted to put Ricardo on the grid. And I mean, that brings big numbers and everybody wants to see that. And so every he's a huge draw. He's a huge draw. Good for good for promotional, good for advertisers. Yeah. And the whole their whole angle is to rebrand, so it makes sense, don't you think? Tinfoil hat, maybe F one 
they were like, hey, let's uh, put Daniel Ricardo back on the grid so we can get some more views because everybody's tired of seeing Verstappen win every race. So our views are getting hurt right now. We need some parody. Go full WWE on this thing. I mean, at the end of the day, they're selling an entertainment product. Yeah. Buy our tickets, pay for the app, talk about us on social media, perpetuate the machine. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like, hey, what are you guys going to do with Daniel? You know, he's under contract with you. I think it serves a whole bunch of purposes for them. AlphaTauri's in 10th place right now. It's the lowest they've been in quite a while. Pretty meandering team. I think they're looking to refresh that brand. I wouldn't be surprised if that name change comes sooner than they say it might. Daniel's going to be a big piece of that. I think it also kind of serves to like wave a missile at Perez. Like, hurry up or this is going to explode all over you. They say history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. But this marks Daniel's return to a team that he got promoted from almost a decade ago when it was Tara Rosso. He's been reinstated after only half of the tire test session at Silverstone. He didn't even finish the tire test session. They did it in the, like the middle. So the rumors have kind of been circulating like Ralph Schumacher was yapping and I feel like Helmut Marco never shuts up. God, like half of the F1 news on Twitter every week is Helmut, Helmut Marco said. It's just kind of annoying. Insert old man bullshit. I know, man. It's ridiculous. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what they want him for. Don't know if they're like roll their eye. They have to like hate him. I, I feel like they're like, oh God, there he goes again. Because Christian's very the complete opposite. So I compare him to, and only a certain fan base is going to get this, but if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, he is the Jerry Jones, the owner of the team that makes these big, huge claims, very flamboyant in how he speaks, just to drum up the media, and he does it well. And I think Helmut Marko's like right up there. I think him and Jerry would get along quite well. He's not even an owner. He's just some old race driver who's an advisor, and I'm sure he was great in his day, but it's just like... yeah. The old man like read the newspaper and wants to shout at you about what he read. Just annoying. But anyway, uh, reports are his pace was extremely good during the tire test um, when compared directly to qualifying and race pace. But I don't really think that's the case. I think his best lap was still seven tenths or eight tenths off of max. That is better than we're seeing from the Alphataris. So if he could do that on a new compound that's not even been confirmed to make it to the grid, maybe there is something there. I think we're going to know after those first few practice sessions. But my question is, do you think Danny, after having half a year off, will be able to stick close to Yuki, turn out competitive performances in what's been maybe the most lackluster car on the track this year? I think his performance is probably going to be really close to Yuki's whenever he first starts out. I I think you could see him maybe not get into the points, but be up there P12, P10. I mean, Ricardo's a great driver but i don't think anybody is talking about how bad this car is like if yuki had a better car he could have been in points several times this year and who knows if DeVries would have been you know 10th 11th 12th you know somewhere around there you know not averaging 16th place the for his first 10 races in f1 so i i think a lot of it has to do with this car i don't think this car is good at all i think yuki is just finishing average with what he's been finishing the past whatever three years or however many years he's been with alpha Tauri. he's pretty much i think on average with what he's usually finishing you know he makes the news when he gets into points but usually when yuki gets into points it's like or ninth or tenth or something it's low on the grid it's never like close to a podium or anything like that so i I see i see daniel 
performing as well as the car is going to perform. I don't know if he's going to outperform the car. I think it's just going to put a lot of pressure on Yuki the first few races because what's going to happen is if Yuki doesn't turn it out and stay ahead of Daniel and he lets Daniel around him, they're going to start tuning that car to Daniel's specifics. And that may not be for Yuki's benefit. So if Yuki can't stay ahead of him, he's going to become the second place driver and the car is not going to be outfitted for him as much. So that, that pressure for Yuki starts next week in Hungary. And, you know, there's all this talk about this is a layup to get Ricardo back into Red Bull. And I think that's going to be something that we see more down the road. It definitely wouldn't shock me. I think Perez has the benefit of time. And yeah, I think we're going to know very quickly this next weekend, once we see some free practices, what Daniel's going to be able to do. Yeah. I mean, just talking about Perez real quick, he's got the benefit of having a car that can win and has one. So you're looking at him more from a performance of the driver perspective and not from the car perspective when it's kind of like the flip side at that Alpha Tower. You have to outperform the car because it's so crappy. A great point. So I think if Ricardo gets in like 10th, he starts scoring points for the rest of the year. Like say he scores a solid, you know, 10 points at the end of the year. Then we kind of have to start asking questions about Perez. And that's only if Perez keeps not getting past, you know, the first qualifying session. If he still is just barely, you know, getting into the points, he's not podiuming, you know, then I think you start asking those questions. But I don't think there's necessarily a target on Perez's back just yet. It's fun to talk about. It's the best team on the grid. Hey, let's talk about their second driver. But I don't think Perez is underperforming just yet. I don't think that X is on his back, but it's close if he keeps doing this for the next, you know, 10, 12 races. It's just kind of the culture of Red Bull the past few years. You perform or you get out of the way. And it doesn't make sense for Red Bull to have the number one team on the grid, you know, 200 points in the lead with one hand already on the driver's championship. And then their feeder sister team is in 10th place. It doesn't make sense. And their culture is you give us results or we're going to cut you mid-season. And they've done it before. We've seen them do it to Alex Albon. And so it is interesting because reminder, Daniel wasn't cut from Red Bull. Daniel chose to leave Red Bull. And unlike other drivers who got canned and pushed out of the team, he left on his own will. It was kind of a sore spot for Horner, I remember back in the day. He left on his own accord to join Renault in 2019 as kind of like Red Bull is still recovering and, and trying to fight for that world championship. Do you think this is going to make a huge impact on AlphaTauri's season results by the checkered flag in Abu Dhabi? I think it can. I think they can go up the grid and, you know, maybe at least surpass Haas. You know, Alfa Romeo, you know, Williams only has 11 points. So they're only nine points behind Williams. I think you have now two drivers who can get into the points. Now we've said all along, there aren't but two spots most of the time in the top 10 to even get points. It's so competitive right now. Now with you got McLaren jumping up the order too. Yeah, I would argue the field is even tighter now that you have Daniel Ricciardo in there because that's a savvy veteran driver in the back of the grid that is, you know, not just this speed bump that, the freeze was there, there's my meme um so it's gonna be interesting you know only time will tell what's gonna happen i hope ricardo does really well everybody loves ricardo but i love to see him in a red bull yes but i think that's kind of kind of predicting things way too ahead in the future at the end of the day i think we would prefer it if they both got to stick around in some capacity i imagine nick will probably get a gig being a test driver somewhere or a reserve driver so i don't think he's gonna go away completely and he might you know he's got a lot of friends up and down the pad now so I imagine he will find a slot somewhere down the road maybe Alex Albon moves
moves up the grid and he goes to Williams next year and can turn in some more lucky performances in that car that maybe he's, he felt more suited to. So I think at the end of the day, really excited to see Daniel back. Really excited to see Daniel back in a car. Hate that it's at the expense of someone else's good fortune. But man, if this is the preview of what we have to come for silly season, I think it's going to be a really interesting summer break, Caleb. Only two races to go. You think we're going to see some more big moves like this? I don't know. It's hard to tell because... That Williams car is actually looking good. I thought Logan Sargent was going to be the first one to go out, but you know he was almost in the points last week, so Piastri's not going anywhere. That's true. It's like, I don't really see anybody leaving. I mean, you got the two Alfa Romeo drivers that aren't really performing amazingly, but I think they're kind of holding their own. At least Alfa Romeo has nine points. Uh, Alfa Tauri was definitely the sore spot. They barely just got two points. So that was the team that needed the change. Well, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that. I'm glad we have a race next week to kind of get a preview of what Ricardo is going to be able to do. I imagine it'll be after the summer break when he's, you know, getting into his groove again. But we're going to get a preview of that next week. So, Caleb, I appreciate you joining me for this emergency broadcast. I appreciate you guys for checking out our video here. If you liked this, be sure to check out our full podcasts wherever you listen to shows. Check us out on YouTube at Formula Breakdown, and we'll see you later.